0: part about doing these shows is that there's always another grappling tournament there's always something coming up so it's always nice when you have somebody who just took place in not one but two events on one day the previous weekend and then coming up is gonna be participating in one of the biggest tournaments there is at one EBI 17 so we're happy to help and promote that event because here's the thing EBI is always fun to watch Uh, the gentleman that we have who's about to talk with us right now is an individual who has been on not one, not two, but this will be his third time appearing on an EBI, and uh, he's just always been a great friend to us, a black belt, and the owner of his own academy called Peerless Academy, and that is uh, on out, a little bit east from us over here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and talk to our good friend, Steven Martinez. Steven, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm good. How are you, Raf? Very well. You have me.
0: Oh, dude. I- I'm so glad to have you. First and foremost. When you're looking for things to compete at and you see they're on the same day, such as the Grand Slam and Subversive, when do you say I would like to do both?
1: Uh, When they're close enough together and uh, there's money on the line.
0: Sure, but does the promoter know that you're doing both?
1: Uh, I don't think the tournament would mind, but I I don't think Seth knew I was doing the tournament before.
0: Do you think he would have had a favorable reaction just knowing Seth and how he tends to be very like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't
1: know. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Probably
0: not. So talk to me about this. I want to know a little bit more about the Grand Slam because I only saw about that as I was about to watch uh, the Subversive Tournament. The Subversive Tournament is put on by the people who put on the Fight to Wins. It's kind of for charity and they got a whole bunch of grapplers. They did a little bit of a a team element to it, but they had a whole bunch of super fights. You had a super fight against who? Brian Cl- Clavesia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if counts as his last name right. That's all right. Uh, we'll we'll put it out to the internet, and they'll get it right at some point. But I want to ask this: so when you saw that the LA Open was coming up, uh, you know, tell us about that experience because I didn't unfortunately get to see that. How'd that go?
1: Uh, I took second place. I lost in the finals by an advantage. So it was, you know, just a mistake on my part. Um, I, I had three matches that day. I won by a knee bar my first match and then 4-0 on my second
0: match. Dude, that's awesome. And the nice part about that is I didn't see it until I saw the photo of you afterwards just saying like, oh, hey, just uh, just did this. I'm going to head on over to Subversive now. When that does happen, uh, like how is it that you are able to recoup? Because obviously EBI is like a four-person to a tournament to win, but it is different to take off a little bit of time in between the matches, though.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a long. I mean, it was only four matches total, so it wasn't uh, a big volume of matches, but there was a long time in between all the matches. So it was it was tiring by the end of the day because I you know, I would have a match sit around for an hour, have another match sit around for two hours, yeah, then drive down, you know, then drive to Garda Grove from L.A., then wait two hours, then compete again. So by the end of the day I was pretty tired.
0: That's cool and one of the things I really like about it is that uh, the Grand Slam they do have cash prizes so that was good to see because I always look to see how many different opportunities grapplers have for those sorts of things. So like just wondering like what have you been up to since we've seen you last? I've been wondering you know have you been just hunkering down with the new academy? You know tell us a little bit about what it's been like to open that.
1: Uh, it's been a Big learning curve, learning the business aspect of owning an academy. Um, as far as training, training's been the same. If not, I'm training more now that I own my own academy. And I'm lucky enough to have some high-level guys to train with every day. Um, but, yeah, I'm just I'm glad I have the academy. And, uh, I don't know, training's been great.
0: It's funny for me because I'm sitting here and I'm watching the EBI uh, you know, preview sort of a thing. And I like that there's an element of when you're talking about it, that you say you're not worried about the right kind of training partners. You've essentially got your pick of people who are used to hitting.
1: Yeah, a lot of the guys I train with are uh, current MMA fighters, um, and then I have 18 professional fights too, so I'm no stranger to, you know, getting punched and throwing punches.
0: When they say this, though, I mean, when they were first bringing out Combat Jiu-Jitsu, did you have more uh, affinity to wanting to get on, on that? Like, you know, as somebody especially who's been in the regular EBI tournament. Uh,
1: not really. Uh, if they extended the invite, then I would more than be happy to get on it. Mm. But I never, I never sent uh, Eddie anything or tried to get on. But if they sent an invitation my way, I, would, I wouldn't turn it down.
0: Because I was wondering, I mean, there were so many athletes who just seemed like, man, I was waiting for this opportunity, I was hoping that we could get uh, something that allows for a little bit different of a game where you can maybe not stall out sometimes. And for your particular brand of pressure passing, it's kind of interesting because there are some guys who just let you get on top, and that's not normally a problem for you, but for other people it can be like they'll attack legs, and it, it becomes like you almost let people do things you wouldn't normally let them do otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think this combat jiu-jitsu format is going to play really well into my style of uh, jiu-jitsu. You know, that heavy pressure on top. Um, And then the two-minute down roll, too, is going to be good for me. In case they don't, if there's no takedown, and they don't want to pull guard. So I think it's a coin toss. And they get it to the ground, so there won't be too much stalling.
0: Yeah, and I, I do notice that's something that they've been working to try and curve just for the mere fact that a lot of the times, you know, the EBI has evolved over the years and they've, they've made it go through different incarnations just so that they could create more action. And I think that was something that, you know, you add those slaps, you're not going to do certain things a similar way. So uh, did your training at all, like, differ from the previous EBI's, though, have a, you know, with respect to your background?
1: Um, in like the form of spot, like rolling, you know, I would just be more conscious of getting to positions that I can strike from. Mm. Uh, so, and then on bottom being aware of of strikes being thrown at me again. So just being in a more defensive posture on the, on the bottom uh, game, uh, but mainly just maintaining top positions longer, uh, so I can strike, strike from those positions.
0: I mean, that's got to be so interesting when you're, you're putting that up to the guys. Does anybody at your gym get nervous when you start prepping for an EBI? Do they kind of go, well, it's already tough enough to get you competition ready, but now you can throw strikes at us?
1: Ugh. No, I don't think so. You don't
0: think so? Okay.
1: Maybe. maybe. I didn't ask him.
0: <laughs> now, here's some interesting news that I found out uh, just very recently. Um... I know that every once in a while they have individuals who step up short notice. I've heard that one of your own homies, one of your own students, Mike Flatch, is going to be in on the tournament. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, he just let me know today. He's an alternate.
0: Oh, okay. So he's an alternate on that.
1: Yeah, so I guess they keep – just like normal EVI, they keep alternates in case someone gets hurt. Um, That way there's no – no one gets a buy. You know, there's always going to be someone to, to, to grapple with. Yeah,
0: because I, <laughs> when he told me, he uh, <clears throat> he messaged me and he just goes, yo, I saw that post about the spot and I got in on that real quick. And my first thought was I was like, oh my God, Steven's in that too. And then I realized, I was like, well, the nice part about it is you're both fighters, you're both those people who are gamers. So it really doesn't matter if, you know, that's sort of a thing that he's somebody that you know very well, you know, you're both going to be competing at the highest level for that, that prize, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's coming down uh, Thursday to get some training, last minute training oh, sick, before it.
0: Yeah, that dude, that's that's awesome, man, and and he's a very nice guy. He's very, very solid gamer himself, good MMA fighter, and I know recently he's had like a couple fights that just haven't come through, or something happened, or some craziness went through.
1: Yeah, I, I know he just had one fight fall out, and then I think he's got something booked for uh, mid October. I don't know where, mm-hmm. but.
0: Yeah, no. I think uh, maybe it's for CXF. I'm not even sure, but I can I can look back into that. Mike's just great people, and uh, you very nicely recommended him for a tournament that I was helping put together years ago. And since then, he's just been you know I enjoyed watching him compete then, and I always kid him because I'm like, "Yo, dude, I never see you making your way out to come train with the rest of us yokels." And he's always mm-hmm. like, "He's like, oh, dude, I don't I don't know how this game works, you know." So oh yeah, it's always fun to see that. I want to ask this, because when you're starting to do this, like, transition into getting more into combat jiu-jitsu ready, I mean, what are your mentally, like, what is your day like mentally going in for the next, like, two to three days, having been in EBI before?
1: Uh, it doesn't change my day-to-day activities, really, but uh, mentally, it's, you know, it's a little more, uh... Different than a normal tournament because you're, it's more like the fighting aspects. So you gotta be mentally prepared. You know, someone's trying to, trying to hurt you. You know, in jiu-jitsu we're not really trying to hurt each other, mm. and now, so, now someone's gonna be trying to, just smack you around and, and hurt you. So you just gotta change the mentality a little bit. makes sense. but my doesn't change any of my day-to-day uh, activities or anything. <laughs>
0: Sure. I mean, you also seem to have that, uh, you know, when I see you beforehand, you're usually pretty calm. It's just usually another day. So it's not like you have some sort of ritual that you. I've seen, personally. I've just always wondered, like, mentally, where do you start? You know, like, are you listening to a certain song before you go to pump up? Are you just like a casual warm up? Like, what is a warm up to you?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't listen to any, I don't use music to... Like pump me up or anything, but I just do I just do a normal, like calisthenic warm up and I don't I just I don't want to be anybody anywhere else but like on the mat competing. So it's more it's more like anxious like anxiety like I just want to get out there not to get it over with just to get out there to compete. So yeah,
0: I'm intrigued because one of the things that I know about you is you you have a deep love of craft beer and uh you and your wife have always been very gracious like she's seen me a couple times and been like i got this beer you gotta try and i'm always like i got a gift just for showing up like (laughs) that's so nice but I'm, i'm wondering when you do have to like put aside that and you have to you know concentrate on the weight like do you have like a celebratory beer after you know weight cuts or anything like that or do you have something that you look forward to once it's all said and done
1: um yeah afterwards uh i cut back on on, on that a lot but a- afterwards i'm just looking forward to a good meal usually usually wherever the tournament or match is at i'll, I'll scope out uh a restaurant or something <laughs> beforehand so i know exactly where to go after
0: <laughs> i've heard fighters uh tell us before that they've torn out pages and like put it on like a wall or something or they've they've bought the food and they've like put it in their freezer and they just say like ah, i'll get to that later and oh, yeah. as, you know somebody who who loves their craft beer as well i just always wonder i'm like i was like yo somebody asked me like can you take out craft beer out of your diet and i was like i don't think you guys want to see me like that <laughs> I don't i don't think you guys would enjoy me without being some sort of inebriated um but yeah that, that does make sense is there a particular food are you a steak person when it's all done well, like where do you go
1: uh yeah I'm not I'm not like well I'll always I could always go for in and out but uh yeah I'm like a steak and potatoes type of guy so good nice. good steak after nice. and, and a good beer. all
0: right so I gotta ask this because I'm so intrigued on it are there people in this tournament that you are looking to be matched up with I don't no, if they get leaked out or they have already announced who you are going up against, I know they haven't said that for sure. But are uh, there people I, who you're looking that you would like to be matched up with?
1: I I could have sworn I read they they do the the matchups during weigh-ins. Yes. and I don't know if, I don't know if they do like a draw of the hat or if they uh, already have it out. They just don't tell you that till weigh-ins. Um, but uh, I like I think eight of the sixteen guys I've already competed against. Mm. So first round, uh, I would like to get someone that I, I haven't competed against. Okay. Just to, you know, gain some more experience. But likely odds are I'm gonna compete against one of the
0: guys I've already gone against. But. It's a one in two chance. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 fairly likely. I bet on it. <laughs> when you do that though, I mean that that does make it very interesting because when you've already competed against somebody and you've had that as a thing previously are we talking that you've competed against all of them just in jiu-jitsu or has it been mma as well
1: um yeah both both okay uh, yeah one one, one guy I've, I've both competed against and fought against and then uh the others i've just jiu-jitsu
0: okay. that makes sense all right that's cool because I, I always wonder when that does happen. And I think they usually do a bracket that comes out. I don't know if it's at weigh-ins or whatever. Um, but I do know that it usually comes out like a day or two in advance. And that's when people just start figuring out who's going up against who. But man, that is a, a nice collection of people that they have there. So that's why one of those things where when I heard you were competing, I said, Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> yeah. sense that you would be in this one. Um when people are looking at that, though, what can they expect from you, uh, from this weekend? Like, why should people be excited about this one?
1: Uh, as, as far as my matches, uh, I can just guarantee you that I'm not going to be, I'm going to be pressing forward. You know, the entire time. If I'm on top, yeah, you know, I'm going to be looking to to strike and inflict some some damage. I'm not, I'm not even my game plan. If I'm on top, is not even to like look for a submission right away. I'm just going to be hitting you. And then, uh, of course, I want to finish in the time frame to try and rack up the money. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be trying to uh, smack these guys from from, from the top position.
0: <laughs> I just, I really want to impress upon people as somebody who has rolled with you before. You don't want you on top of you. Like, you, like, on, you have a very solid mount pressure that is just so, like, I try to explain this to people. I'm like, I have pressure-passing heroes, and yours is one of them that I would love to emulate, but, man, it's it's so solid. It's got a a real good base in how you pass, so I, I'm always really appreciative of, of how you do that. And I'm I'll go ahead and, uh, always appreciative of the fact that you do both gi and no gi. So that's always something that uh, I think people might might be aware of, and if they're not, they definitely should look up on that. I'm intrigued to hear though, in Peerless, so did you guys just recently celebrate like uh, some sort of milestone though?
1: Uh, In April, it was uh, our one year uh, anniversary from opening. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was exciting. That was our first uh, Bell Promotions
0: too. Oh, sick. That's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, so it's coming up, uh, be two years this April, and then we're gonna be expanding Next month we're going to be expanding next door, so it'll be double, double the size.
0: What was the need for expanding?
1: Um, well, I mean, I guess we didn't need to, but the the business next door moved out, mm. and the um, you know the numbers were right, and it was just an opportunity that we had to jump on. That's awesome. Dude. Before before someone else moved in there, and then we were too big, and we had to find some place, scramble to find someplace else, you know.
0: That's cool, dude. I mean, a good problem to have. And now you'll be able to split that up. Are you guys? Because I think you guys also do a little bit of mix of teaching, like some MMA classes and some jujitsu classes. So is that going to allow you to kind of uh, have more classes or more things going on at once?
1: Yeah. uh, Right now we just do jujitsu. Okay. But we're hopefully we can have enough space to uh, put some bags and you know workout equipment or something so we can add some. uh, some variety of classes,
0: oh awesome that makes sense I, I I do wonder this though, like as you've been like putting that that school together, what has been one of the most beneficial things that you've gotten out of it? because I know that you said you're training more, but there's got to be an element of you know these are all your students, this is all your sort of uh, touch on, on this realm of jujitsu? What has been one thing that has maybe, you know, surprised you or has been really, really cool in doing that?
1: Uh, it's just been great that, you know, I get to share, uh, what I love with other people. And I think it shows when you come to my academy, the, the attention, you know, that I put forth into it and the care that I do in the teaching. And then also allows me to spend, uh, time with my family, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's something that you can't, can't put a price on.
0: <laughs> I noticed that, uh, you know, with your daughter, she's always there with you at your events. She's one of your biggest cheerleaders. I uh, once had the opportunity to watch <laughs> you coaching while also uh, basically upholding your daughter and then still, like, using your other hand to, like, call out things at uh, local tournaments out this way. And I literally saw her climbing like a jungle gym on you, and you didn't at all budge. You were still yelling out like the most precise coaching I think I had seen in some time. Yeah,
1: yeah she's she's been having to be uh, dragged around to tournaments since she was in the in the in the, in the and still in the be- belly.
0: <laughs> I also saw that you guys, uh, as a reward, I think, or as a nice way of you know breaking up the jiu jitsu, you took her, I think, to like a water park over the weekend.
1: Yeah, we took her to uh, Raging Waters on on Sunday.
0: Because I saw the Instagram the last last weekend for it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw your Instagram story for it, and I literally saw her being like, I've always wanted to come here. And I I laughed so hard because I remember being a kid and being like, oh, man, I really want to go there.
1: Yeah, that was was Mercedes' uh, idea. That's awesome. That's
0: really cool. Well, dude, I like the fact that you've got so much going on. I know you, you've got a little bit of training coming up and that you, you want to go ahead and start getting all that ready. But before I let you off here, I do want to ask a few things. Uh, number one, I mean, like, what is it you're looking to do with Peerless? Like, I know there are some people who may not even be in California, but, like, where do you see that going in maybe the next year or so?
1: Uh, in the next year, I mean, we'll, we'll be in our new spot. Next door, next month. So hopefully uh, by next year, uh, I'm you know I'm having to try and look for another place because it's too small. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I just wanted to be a place for you know you know it's it's not just for people looking to compete, you know to to get on the mat and compete. It's for all all levels, you know all, all uh, abilities. People just looking to to have a place to to train, get be healthy, you know, hang around. Uh, good like-minded people
0: it's good stuff dude i love the fact that like you know i i was realizing this as i was contacting you i was like you know i said i was supposed to go out there and i still haven't gone out to uh, train at your facility yet but uh i will so we'll get yeah. there uh but where is it located for those who are interested
1: uh, it's in corona california um it's right at the intersection of the 91 and the 15 freeway Awesome. So so right. the exact address is 1451 Rimpaw Avenue, Suite 102. But uh, if you're heading south on the 15, you exit Magnolia, and it's right off the freeway behind McDonald's.
0: Oh, I'm so rude. I forgot one last thing. Talk to us about your finish at Subversive. You had an amazing, I think it was an armbar finish, if I'm not correct?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. So how the did that bar, happen, uh, dude? Technical mount. That is what happened.
0: How did you set up that armbar? Like, how were you able to pull that off? Because uh, you look like you were able to enact a lot of that classic you pressure passing. And uh, one of the things that I was really respecting about it was the fact that I knew that it was hard for Brian to move from there. But how were you able to set up and finish that armbar?
1: So I got mount twice. This was the second time I had mount. Um, And I, I... walked both his arms up so his arms are i'm in high mount and i called the gift wrap where you're underneath the head and you're holding down the arm like a key lock position Mm -hmm. um and i wasn't rushing it i kind of had ebi in the back of my mind so i was Mm -hmm. just maintaining the position a little bit instead of rushing to a submission so i was maintaining the position like you know if i if i could strike from here i you know i would and uh i used the the key lock bait on the, on the bottom far arm so he would turn to defend. And when he turned to defend, I, I stepped over for a, a traditional armbar.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it, it I think it caught the commentators by surprise because I know that when they saw it happen, they're just like, oh, we're done. Well, well, that happened. All right, well, that was fun. All right, he got an armbar. Congratulations, Steve Martinez. Um, and it's, it's weird because I love listening to people commentate your matches who – maybe aren't as familiar or maybe don't have uh, as well the familiarity with what it is and how you can enact that pressure passing but when i saw that that mount happen, i think especially the second time my wife and i were watching and i just looked at her and i go we're good here <laughs> I, I think this yeah. is gonna be a wrap real soon
1: yeah the first the first time i think i rushed it a little bit i i had a head and arm choke position yeah. right off the bat and i th- i think uh I, I just tried to, to rush it a little too much.
0: Yeah, because I think he started trying to like maneuver his legs back in almost to try and get that guard or like sweep a little bit from there, right?
1: Yeah, he was doing a good job of keeping uh, just enough space on the arm triangle so I couldn't finish. And then me trying to force the, the side mount position, he, he got out. Yeah, I mean,
0: still ended up just fine for you. So nobody's complaining there. Uh, but I was yeah. very happy to see you over at Subversive. And, uh, you know, man, it's really cool. I, I'm really appreciating you coming on and uh, chatting with us. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, you guys want to keep a lock on EBI 17. That's over in Burbank out here in the valley. Uh, it's at Muscle Farm. It's going to be taking place at 5 p.m. I believe doors open at 4, though. So you definitely want to get out there and support our good friend, Mr. Steven Martinez. You also, if you are in the Corona area, people, you need to go over to Peerless Jiu-Jitsu. As the man said, it is not just for those who are competing on a professional or a high level. It's also for everyday hobbyists and individuals who are just looking to get some good, good training. Uh, Steven, I can't thank you enough. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we get you out of here, including maybe shout-outs to sponsors?
1: Uh, yeah, well thank you to uh, Shoyroll for being my sponsor for the past 10 years. And then thank you, Raf, for being a great friend and, and always uh, being one of my uh, good supporters. And just- <laughs> Mercedes said she loves you.
0: <laughs> and I gotta say, Mercedes is so cool because one of the very first events she met my sister who does uh, photographs under Kid A Photography. She went up to my sister and she just goes, I didn't know you were Raf's sister. And my sister goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she just goes, you're like family. We're family. And my sister came up to me and she just goes, that was like so sweet. Like Nobody knows who I am. But she <laughs> made sure to come up to me and... Uh, it's something that she's always appreciated, and uh, Mercedes has always been uh, the nicest to us. So give my thanks to her and my thanks to you, sir. We're going to let you get on out of here so that way you can get on for training for EBI. I look forward to seeing you this Saturday, my man.
1: All right. Thank you, sir. I'll see you Saturday. See you Saturday. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, Steve Martinez. I'll talk to you later, buddy.
1: Right, bye